The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Time right now, 816. You're listening to WGNS on this Monday morning and with us for this first segment of the show, Kate Goodwin. And you are the director of the Tennessee Governor's School for the Arts and uh, assistant professor of theater in the MTSU Department of Theater and Dance. How are you this morning? Good morning. I'm good. So I guess starting out this morning, what is Governor's School? Because I know I've heard about it for years, but I, I don't know that all listeners know exactly what it is. Sure. So um, uh, Governor Lamar Alexander back in 1984 conceived of uh, a summer program for upcoming 10th and 11th graders to specialize. And the first ones he thought of were the one for the arts and then there's one for the humanities and one for the sciences. Um, and we were actually the first one to get up and going and we're still the we're the oldest and we're the biggest. Um, so rising juniors and seniors across the state of Tennessee, public and private, homeschool, all those students who fit into that category have an opportunity to apply and for our school to audition as well. Um, for areas in vocal and instrumental music, theater, performance and technical design, um, visual arts, filmmaking, and uh, dance. And so we take, uh, this year we have or sorry, 293 students from across the state, uh, east, middle, and west. And they come and spend three weeks with us on campus where they have some pretty intense curriculum, you know, a real deep dive into their various arts areas. And then we end it with uh, a finale of sort of what they've been doing for the three weeks and an, um, an art gallery showing. Um, and then just honestly, one of the benefits I think is just an opportunity for these kids who are really interested and focused already to uh, be able to hang out for three weeks on a college campus with like-minded folks, right? With other students and with faculty who are really encouraging them. And this is the 38th year of this going on on the MTSU campus. And I'm, I'm sure this looks not only great on a resume, but also for whatever university you're trying to get into. It sure does. Yeah. I mean, surely that is probably one of the reasons, you know, one of the perks anyway from doing this. But what we hope is that it's really given them a, a taste of what it is to be on college. I mean, they spend three weeks, they live in the dorms, they eat in the dining hall, they, you know, they, they, they have a, they got an ID. Um, and actually they're getting three hours of college credit during the summer as well. So they'll actually come out of this with three hours um, from MTSU, which is pretty transferable to in, across the state. I, I know a lot of times the students who participate in this they're actually nominated to participate and I don't know, does that nomination come from their, their teachers? Where does that come from? So um, the students do have to get a series of recommendations from their teachers and from their counselor. Um, and we try to get the word out to the arts teachers and the guidance counselors and the folks who are going to really understand which students are going to really benefit from this program. Um, and so a lot of students will be sort of tapped by their teachers to say, hey, I think I think this is the great, this is the next step for you this summer. Um, so yeah, and we're really thankful for those teachers who have already spent the time and invested in those kids to really sort of encourage them towards our program. So uh, again, if there are roughly 11 different schools that have this governor's program in Tennessee, how do the different schools, you know, the high schools decide on, well, we're going to send this nomination to MTSU versus 
somewhere else in the state? Um, well, this, I mean, all of the schools at this point are, you know, sort of focus on something different, right? So the, uh, and I, I can't, <laughs> don't ask me to name all 11 of them at the moment this morning. Um, but I mean, it really is sort of looking at the student and where they seem, to, where their passions seem to already lie and where their talents seem to be developing in that area. And so, I mean, I think probably some of the more obvious ones are the School for the Arts, but truly we get students who will apply for us and a couple of other ones because, you know, students who are excelling in their arts are often those same students who are excelling in other areas. Um, and so sometimes we make the offer to them to come visit, you know, come come be with us this summer, and they may have two or three other governor schools who are also, you know, wanting them to come spend time. They do have to make a choice, and, you know, just to make sure as many Tennessee students get to governor schools as possible, they get one shot, you know, they can come for one summer, they can't do a repeat at a different governor school the next summer, just to, to make sure that we're spreading the wealth. Again, Kate Goodwin with us, director of the Tennessee Governor School and the Arts assistant professor of theater in the MTSU Department of Theater and Dance. And here at MTSU, again, what is the main focus of the governor's school I guess for this year. And, and when does it start, by the way? It started, so we are in, we're coming up in our third week right now. So the kids joined us on campus um, Saturday, June fourth <laughs> and and they check out uh this coming saturday the 23rd um so we've 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 been at it for two weeks now um and at this point we're really kind of round in the corner um a lot of the pieces are really starting to take shape you know the the ensembles and music are really you know they've got a they're working on a big beethoven piece that's going to be their finale which includes every single music student who's there so the choir and the and all of the instrumentalists and it's 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 pretty fantastic there's 150 music students who are going to be on the stage to do this piece I mean that's and that's a thing that they can't get in their high school right I mean that's a that's a real sort of that's a, a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience for these kids at this point so these kids juniors and seniors from different high schools throughout Tennessee right they're really learning what college life is like in, in a sense right. and then they're also learning I don't know how to, how to work together at a new level. I think so too. You know, um, uh, governor's school used to be four weeks, um, which provided a little bit of sort of breather. And now that we're now that we have compressed to three weeks, I mean, you know, we really had to look at what is it that students are getting in their high schools because we don't necessarily need to replicate that. What is it that we can offer um, in those three weeks? And so, um, so for a lot of us, it means that we have a chance to really take some specialty areas that they may not be that their theater teachers or music teachers may not be able to offer in their schools and be able to sort of take them through that which is I mean really it is it is professional training it is you know that is college level and beyond training that they get to do I'm thinking specifically for example in the theater area you know we get to take a deep dive into stage combat into devising theater which is something that you know kind of making a piece of theater from the ground up not starting with a script but with an idea and so some of those really specialized areas we have a chance to to um uh, show the students and to have them participate in um, in hopes that it will eventually when they get home that they can take those those new experiences and sort of you know share them with their their peers when they get to back to their own schools so if they're living on campus in order to go to this governor's school and everything uh, do they have classes and events over each weekend as well so actually last night um, we had a we had a movie night on campus um, so we yeah they I mean at this point they are students for the three weeks they are MTSU students for the three weeks so uh, Student Affairs actually set up the giant outdoor movie theater, and we watched a movie last night on the lawn. Um, we, you know, we had a 
we had a big talent show uh, last weekend, and our music folk and faculty and students kind of throughout have, as ensembles are sort of ready, as they've worked on something, they will do sort of performances sort of throughout. So we've had several events at this point um, where we've got to already kind of either come together for fellowship as a whole school um, and just kind of enjoy being there, or that we are already beginning to show some of the work that's coming out of um, out of the experience. So looking back, you said Lamar Alexander started this in 1984. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder what some of the driving factors were back then to say, you know, this is something we need in Tennessee. Were there other states doing it? There are other states doing it. Um, and uh, at this point, I, I, I know of and know people who work in a couple of the other ones. And, and there is no one pattern for them. Um, but I do think just the idea that there are students who, who have exceptional gifts and that we can cultivate those in our state, you know, that they don't have to go to <laughs> some other sort of, you know, national summer institute or whatever. You know, there's some pretty fancy ones out there. But the truth is, is that we have great talent in our state. And so if we can if we can provide those experiences for our students here, right? And and that takes away some of the barriers, honestly, from students who may not be able to think quite as far as, you know, interlocking or something like that. But we, prov- we, have, we have great talent here in Tennessee. And if we can provide it here, then we're serving our kids in the state of Tennessee. I know we have spoken to a number of teachers who, work in high schools and and they often say some of the inner city children who don't have some of the opportunities that other children have are are they excel in arts in ways that others can't imagine yeah and that is that is true and we when we look at sort of our statistics of where our kids come from it's it is it is true that sort of in our metropolitan areas in the state of tennessee like we do get we do get a lot of kids from those areas um but the diversity of kids that we're getting from those areas i mean we get we get the kids who have been taking private lessons since they were, you know, four. We get we get those kids, but we also get the kids who, you know, their theater teachers saw them when they got there. Said, you know what, you you have something, and so that's where honestly those teacher recommendations mean so much because we may get a kid whose audition may be a little a little raw, and yet you see something there, and then you go and you look at that recommendation, and they say something like, you know, this kid needs governor's school. Like they have come so far, so fast, and we know that the talent is there, and an opportunity like governor's school will really be the thing that. I mean, sometimes catches them up. I mean, we have to, you know, the talent has to be there. We have to see that there is something there that, and, but that, it, that, that recommendation sometimes really is the thing that gets the kid there because the teacher is able to articulate why this kid needs to be here and what, what it is that they see in them. Again, Kate Goodwin with us, and we're talking about the Governor's School for 2022 on the MTSU campus, and it's wrapping up, like you said, uh, this week. Mm-hmm. And how often do you run across students who, Maybe their plan wasn't to go to college, but then once they finish this program, that their minds changed. Um, you know, I think one of the great conversations that we in each of the arts areas have, and I speak because I, I came to this position through the theater area. So those are the students in the program that I'm most familiar with. Um, but one of the we take the time to talk to those students about what that next step is, um, because the truth is, is that if you're going into the arts, there are actually a lot of pathways into that. You know, there's if you're going to college, it means that if, are you going to a BA program, Bachelor of Arts? Are you going for a Bachelor of Fine Arts? And what is the difference in that? And do you want to go to a conservatory, which is not a four-year program where you're going to get like a typical degree but it's really concentrated so we or do you just want to get on a plane and go up to New York I mean you know like all of these are options and uh, and and 
facilitating that conversation with their faculty and honestly their counselors who are mostly college students as well they are a great insight at this point to our for our students as well um uh, a, a great sort of next step for them when they look at those college students who are in, who are involved in their theater programs and have a chance to talk to them about it but that's one of the things that we i mean that's that is a key piece to what we want them to do is to think about what their next steps are and so maybe they thought all they could do was you know go to their local college and that may be just fine you know um, but when you start to talk about what the different opportunities and options are out there and at this point they are they're just as prepared and as talented as any other kid that's going to audition for those things um, and so just sort of laying it out what's out there i think is one of the one of the conversations that i love because you really do see those light bulbs go off and folks listening they can learn more about this online at gsfta.com and also on social media instagram all that stuff yep. uh, but again kate goodwin with us and the wrapping up of governor school taking place now on the mtsu campus and we appreciate you joining us absolutely thanks for letting us have the conversation time right now 8:28. stay with us we have more news and information coming up on wgns your good neighbor station Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. Look for a good deal of sunshine for this afternoon with high temperatures reaching into the lower 90s. Then for tonight, mostly clear skies, low as 63. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll, News Radio WGNS. Right now it's 57. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. Whether your friends have scales or feathers, we have the things for them here at Animal City. I think one of the best things at Animal City is our staff. We have a team of dedicated pet lovers and knowledgeable professionals to help you with your pet's needs. When you come see us, don't forget to check out our basement level. We have two full stories of pets and pet supplies. Come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good morning. Interstate traffic's moving fairly decent, actually, on 24 as you head towards Nashville. Still some radar through certain parts of Coffee County this morning, probably left over from Bonnaroo. We also saw some radar earlier, 840 near Sulphur Springs. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar is home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check them out today at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 8.30. You're listening to WGNS, and on this second part of the program, we are joined by Amelia Bozeman, and you are the director of the Murfreesboro MTSU Service Center for the Tennessee Small Business Development Center. And, of course, you went to MTSU as well. Absolutely. True blue. It's great to be here. So I guess starting off the conversation this morning, tell us a little more about the Small Business Development Center and how it helps 
folks who are in business or thinking about being in business for themselves. Well, really appreciate the opportunity to talk about the Small Business Development Center. Um, the Tennessee Small Business Development Center at MTSU is part of a statewide network of 15 similar centers. And then we are part of a nationwide network of centers anywhere you go in the U.S. or territories, a business owner or, or aspiring business owner can get help for a business. And we can assist at any stage in the life cycle of a business from inception to exit. So you have a lot of folks who have never been in business for themselves before coming to you saying, you know, I'm thinking about starting this new company. I, I need kind of help and guidance on direction of, of, first of all, maybe where to locate, how to locate. There's a lot of questions that people ask, I guess, in the beginning. There are, and we can definitely assist and provide perspective. We can, uh, for an aspiring business owner, we can assist them in the development of their business plans. Of course, we we cannot write a business plan for a business owner because that would make it our business, not theirs. But we can certainly provide them with some structure and some guidance for them to write their own. And then once they have written those business plans, they can come back to us for feedback and we can uh, help them go through that process. But any sort of business planning, um, financial planning, understanding financial statements, we can assist with marketing, developing a marketing plan, a strategy. We can assist in um, human resources matters as well and uh, we can do this really for anyone who's in business and, and again the tennessee small business development center it is statewide so even for somebody wanting to to develop a business that they say you know i want to be able to franchise this one day mm -hmm. you're able to help point them in the right direction for that as well we certainly are we certainly are we can assist uh, like we've already said at the beginning of that process, or if someone has um, been in business for, for 10, 15 years, we can assist there. And even at, um, at a later point, if, uh, if an owner is ready to make an exit and either go on to the next adventure or, or retire or pass that along to um, a family member, we can assist at that stage as well. Again, we're talking with Amelia Bozeman, director of the Murfreesboro MTSU Service Center for the Tennessee Small Business Development Center. And this, your your office is, even though it's under MTSU, it's located at the Chamber of Commerce here in Murfreesboro. Yes, that's right. We're on the second floor of the Rutherford County Chamber of Commerce building. It makes it a lot easier for our clients to come in. They don't have to look for a parking spot on campus. That, that's true. It, it's getting kind of crazy. There's so many students there. Yes, it's uh, MTSU is a, a busy and wonderful place to be. Now, what got you involved in, I guess, first of all, wanting to consult with future business owners and other you know people who are looking to further develop their develop their existing business i came to uh the tsbdc at mtsu in january of this year so i'm still new-ish new-ish but prior to that i uh, did business consulting on my own i've worked i've had um 
clients in for-profit, not-for-profit, government, just different types of um, situations and areas where I was able to work with people and help make a positive impact. And I'm really excited about the TSBDC because we serve a 14-county area. Um, we're here, of course, for Rutherford County because that's where we are located. But we have clients. Um, it's about a 7,500-square-mile uh, footprint that our center has. And we, um, I've been on the... Um, kind of a hello nice to meet you tour making the making my way around different um, locations in our service area just getting to know people there and uh, to let them know about the opportunities that exist with our center because we are both federally funded and funded by the state of Tennessee and uh, as as taxpayers you've already paid for most of our services so there's a whole lot that we can do for business owners at no additional charge we offer classes that are um, sometimes in person they can be online zoom classes and then we also offer some on-demand training as well to try to help meet people where they are we understand that um, it's challenging for a business owner to take that time away, even though they might need a class or training in an area very much, but sh staffing shortages are real. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's challenging to, to take that time away from the business. So we're working on expanding our on-demand offerings as well. Tennessee is an interesting state for business owners because it is growing so fast compared to a lot of other states. And I was looking at the breakdown of all the different metro statistical areas throughout mm -hmm. Tennessee. And I don't think I don't think the average person knows there's so many metropolitan or metro statistical areas, I should say, throughout Tennessee. And mm -hmm. for business owners, it gives them the opportunity to kind of focus on all right, well, I want to focus on Nashville and the eight counties around or, or, you know, even larger than that. Well, and here's an area where we can absolutely be of assistance. We have access to some very high level research tools that the average person does not have access to. And we can we can do a ring study, we can do a psychographic study, we can do a demographic study, all of these different uh, types of research to help someone decide where might be the best place to locate, to expand. I uh, had a client who was um, interested in expanding to some different areas in Tennessee. He was looking at different counties and asked us, hey, could we help could we help him figure this out? And we conducted some research. We did a research study on the areas that uh, he was interested in and uh, provided him with information on potential competitors, the population, what um, the demand might be. Uh, and it's really a smart thing for a business to do, to do that research in advance before going out and spending a lot of money and a lot of time expanding in an area that might not yield what they're really looking for in terms of return on investment. 
Again, Amelia Bozeman with us this morning. Now, you, you highlighted that need for workers, and mm-hmm. so many businesses are short-staffed these days. And, and I, I overhear people talk and say stuff like, well, nobody wants to work today, and you know it's hard to find people to hire who will stick with the job. But I, when you really examine the numbers and you look at the issues with hiring workers, I, I don't think it's a problem of people not wanting to work. I think it's a, a problem of... Well, Tennessee, we have such a low unemployment rate that everybody is so competitive. And when a business hires somebody, a lot of the times that person will stay with them for years to come. Mm -hmm. So it's not a matter of laziness. It's just a matter of we've got so much growth and so much business with such low unemployment numbers. It's it's hard to bring in somebody because you're usually taking them off a job somewhere else. Well, to, to your point, Tennessee absolutely has a thriving uh, thriving business climate and uh, our area is is no exception and there is competition for for workers we've even we have to to address this we have had speakers and classes on how to how to engage with your workforce how to build an engaged workforce to make people want to stay because to your point people are not um, for the most part, going straight from not having a job to suddenly having a job, businesses are competing with each other for workers. And so uh, we've had um, opportunities for businesses to learn how how can we best engage with our people to provide them with an environment that they don't want to leave. And generationally speaking, I think the generation of let's say 18 to 25 and probably those 25 to 30 or maybe even 35 Mm -hmm. they look at jobs and job opportunity i think differently from those who are 50 plus or 60 plus compared to how well our grandparents they would start a job and they would stick with it until retirement definitely definitely and people can have multiple careers over a lifetime there's no there's no need to stick with something if it's not working or to um, give up on on a dream or, or or not follow a passion anymore there are opportunities to have multiple careers multiple businesses over a lifetime and that's a good thing and a lot of folks they will maybe even run two businesses at the same time that are quite opposite of each other and whatever they focus on. And so, I don't know, it is an interesting time to live because there is a lot of change, but at the same time, there's a lot of opportunity. This is true. This is true. And one of the things that TSBDC provides, it's probably probably um, the most crucial element, is we provide one-on-one confidential counseling business consulting that is at no additional charge for our clients again we are taxpayer funded you've already paid for our services so a a business owner can come in with a situation and say i'm thinking about making an exit or we're having this challenge where we've hit a plateau with our customer base how can you help us they can share their financials with us. We have a fiduciary responsibility to keep their information private and secure. They can share 
anything with us and you know we're there to help those businesses succeed so if somebody would like to learn more about this if they are thinking of starting a new business maybe they've been in business for years they want to grow and franchise mm-hmm. how do they start with the small business center what, what do they need to do first well the best way we um there's quite a quite a demand for um, consultation so we are unable to take walk-ins however uh, people can go to tsbdc.org slash Murfreesboro to access our center and uh, that will take them to a section where they can register for counseling or can attend classes or or training and one of the things that um, we're working on spreading the word about is the fact that our our name is a bit of a misnomer. The Tennessee Small Business Development Center, it's a, it's a little misleading because a lot of people think that we're only there for very small businesses, uh, you know, the mom and pop shops that we all love so much, and, and we're absolutely there for those small family businesses but there are a lot of businesses that are quite large that we are still able to assist Uh, so if you are a business of any size there is something that we can do to help again with us this morning amelia bozeman and again with the murfreesboro mtsu service center of the tennessee small business development center and the office is in the chamber of commerce And to learn more, it is Mm tsbdc.org. So start there, and I guess you can learn more, set up appointments, or or whatever you need to do. Absolutely. Amelia Bozeman with us. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much. Time right now, 844. Stay with us. We do have more news coming up next. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Look for a good deal of sunshine for this afternoon with high temperatures reaching into the lower 90s. Then for tonight, mostly clear skies, low of 63. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll, News Radio WGNS. Right now, it's 57. All that's news, your afternoon local news, traffic, and weather update with Matt Lane. Weekday afternoons, 440 until all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. time right now 846 you're tuned to wgns again on this monday morning today the 20th of june and now we are joined by dr ken blake uh, or blake i said blank blake blank <laughs> <laughs> journalism professor mtsu how are you this morning fine thank you uh, thanks for the for the opportunity to be here and to talk about the program that we're running 
Definitely. And, and this morning, we're going to talk about MTSU's Come to Voice program with the local Boys and Girls Clubs. So, first of all, what, what is the Come to Voice program? Well, the, the, the speech and press freedoms that we value so deeply in the School of Journalism are, are predicated on the idea that not only that everybody has a right to speak, but that everybody has a chance to speak, and, and, that, every, and that that chance is, is equal or more or less equal for everybody. The unfortunate reality is that it's not. The, uh, uh, in the public marketplace of ideas, the megaphone tends to go to whoever uh, is the most articulate or the most savvy with communication technology or, or who is most willing to shock or to appeal to fear or to appeal to prejudices. So, so this program is about um, uh, giving those who, who end up kind of on the margins in the marketplace of ideas um, uh, help, helping them realize that they can pick up a megaphone too and, and that they can articulate what, what, what they need and what's important to them. And of course, social media has totally changed the whole idea of reaching out to others or sharing your thoughts with others, some in good ways, some in not so good ways. But Absolutely. social media has definitely lended a hand in, in just communication in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that's part of the program as well. We're, we're not only teaching, uh, these are primarily elementary and, and, and younger high school kids. We're not only teaching them uh, some technology uh, that they can use to communicate, but we're also teaching about responsible communication, especially on social media platforms. We, we cover things like, you know, it's probably not a good idea to put your name out there <laughs> in, in your TikTok video or to, to, to let people know what your address is or your parents' name or even what school you go to because, uh, you know, people who are not all that trustworthy can use that information to find out, um, you know, ab about you and, and where they might be able to get to, to, get to you. <laughs> you know, that's the scary thing about social mm -hmm. media. It has linked people from all over the country, all over the world, and some in, in mm -hmm. not so good ways. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and and we also uh, we the, the 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 our strategy is pretty simple. We have a week with these with these kids. So what we do is is we ask them to uh, to bring uh, the following day bring something that's important to them, something meaningful to them from home, and then uh, and then we teach them how to make a video of themselves talking about this thing and and their connection to it. And we we've had some great success stories. Uh, there was a a young woman last week, uh, a young lady who uh, it really didn't want to be there. She, she actually told the camp director that, uh, that, that she was there under protest. And, and the director kind of said, well, you know, give it a day and, and let's see if you, ch if you change your mind. And if you don't, then you know, we'll, we'll talk to your parents and, and see. Um, well, by noon, she had changed her tune. She'd done a 180. She said, I really want to come back. Uh, it turned out she was very interested in anime and, and had some talent in drawing. So, so her video was, was, was her talking about anime. And she did kind of a fast-forward uh, video section of, of her sketching out uh, an anime character. She's very talented. And, and this is just a fantastic little video. And, and, and what's, what's so heartening to me is that when the other kids saw her video, they really doubled down on their own because they, they wanted to, to do something like what she had done. And we're, we're going to use her video as an example again this week. So, um, but yeah, we've had other success stories. Uh, you know, just, uh, the director told me that <clears throat> as she was driving the kids onto campus on the first day, one of the kids in the, in the bus said, so, um, 
this is a college campus. This is this is what college looks like, you know. And for some of these kids, you know, college just isn't on their radar screen. The idea that they might be able to go to college, they don't know what Pell grants are. They don't, uh, you know, uh, college is something for other people, not for them. And we're trying to show them, yeah, it can be for you. Again, Dr. Ken Blake with us this morning, journalism professor at MTSU, and when you're teaching these these students when you're talking to these students mm-hmm. some of them have never even been on the college campus even though it's right here in murfreesboro mm-hmm. rutherford county where they live that's right yeah um it's a it, it's a bit of a culture shift for them uh you know sometimes i uh, I, I imagine that we we have invisible twenty foot walls around campus because, you know, uh, uh, technically anybody can go to MTSU, but the, the 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 reality is there are a lot of social and culture and economic barriers that there are ways around and over those barriers, but not everybody is equally aware of them. And so, you know, we do take the kids aside uh, during part of the week, and 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 you know, we have a um, uh, an academic counselor come in and talk about things like filling out the FAFSA and uh, uh, and 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 Pell grants and and scholarships and 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 you know, getting ready to take your uh, your SATs, your ACTs, and, and and so forth, and just kind of try to give them a little bit of an on ramp to uh, to thinking about college. So, has a come to voice program been around long <laughs> enough yet for you to actually see? that end result of where you know a, a student was a part of the program and they have gone on to college at this point it has not it's brand new <laughs> this is actually last week was our first week um we we launched this with a, a grant from the tennessee board of regents and uh, that that grant went to buy uh, some of the video equipment that we're using we also uh, added in some that we already had um and uh, the original plan was to partner with uh, schools in Rutherford County that serve um, uh, low-income and or minority populations. And um, uh, that was a great plan, but COVID-19 got in the way. We, we found out we just couldn't get into those schools um, be, because it was pretty much limited to, to students and teachers. And um, so we, we kind of ran out of time trying to do that. We asked the TBR for an extension. and had the idea of pivoting to the Boys and Girls Club because these were organizations that serve the same population, but after school typically and during the summer, and they've got all these kids and they're trying to come up with enriching activities for them. And we were like, well, hey, give them to us for weeks. (laughs) And the program, it's a two-week long program. And Mm -hmm. I guess this week you're wrapping up the last of it for the summer is that right? Yeah, we uh, it, it, it's a two week program. It's one week per club. We uh, the first week last week uh, we partnered with uh, the Smyrna Boys and Girls Club. This upcoming week we're partnering with the Murfreesboro Boys and Girls Club, uh, and uh, we love it so much. We're gonna we're gonna continue this. We're we're um, in in the the fall and spring semesters. We're gonna maybe work with some high school students. Uh, they're restarting their high school programs after the uh, uh, after COVID nineteen. And, uh, and maybe continue doing this more intensive summer thing as well going forward. So do you foresee this continuing in the next years to come? I do, yeah. I, I, I certainly want to do it. Um, uh, my colleague, uh, uh, Dr. Jennifer Wood- Woodard, she couldn't be here today, but um, uh, she's also interested. She's our, uh, she's our assistant dean in the College of Media and Entertainment. And uh, we have a lot to offer these kids um, you know, in, the, in the college. Uh, we have, of course, the Recording Industry Program, the Media Arts Program, and the Journalism Program. But, you know, even if they don't land in our college, um, uh, you know, we, we want them to see that MTSU is a place that, 
that they can go and um, and, and a, a place they might be interested. In. One of the one of their favorite things that that we do for them is we take them over to the McCallie Dining Hall on campus, and uh, where you can just pay one one price, get in the door, eat all you want, and, and they just they love that. <laughs> so so these kids who are coming to you, a, a lot of them they don't have a lot of experience with media other than what they've taught themselves or what they've seen in school mm-hmm. um, or, or flipping on the radio or turning mm-hmm. on the TV, I guess. Um, so you're, you're giving them a much better understanding of, of media and all the different avenues that are part of media. We are. Yeah. They, 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 a surprisingly high proportion of them have their own smartphones. So they, they know about TikTok, They know about YouTube. They know about Instagram. Um, uh, they often, what they know primarily is what they have seen other people produce. So they're consumers of it. Um, and, and we're trying to, 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 uh, to awaken them to the idea that they can be producers as well. And not just producers, but producers of quality content, uh, content that is actually going to accomplish something for, for them and, and perhaps for the communities that they want to represent. And, of course, we've all heard the stories of, you know, there's people who make a living by posting mm-hmm. videos on YouTube or TikTok or Snapchat, you know, just any in- mm-hmm. Instagram, any social media out there. But mm-hmm. those are stories that I, I guess you're also sharing with some of the kids to say, you know, this this is also a real life avenue for some people. Yeah, it, it's it's increasingly difficult to, to do that. It's uh, it, but what's happened is that um, social media platforms have become so numerous and have have fractured so much that, you know, where it 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 once was perhaps a little bit easier to be a, a, a fabulously wealthy YouTuber. Um, now you have to make that content and put it not only on YouTube, but also reformat it for Instagram and then for TikTok. And you've got to kind of be everywhere all at once. And, and, and the, the workload to, to maintain that has, has gotten um, a pretty, pretty difficult. But, but that aside, there's, there's, uh, it's still a very valuable skill to be able to make a top quality video or a piece of audio um, uh, that communicates something important. And, and the, because it's so hard, there are people who will pay you to do it yeah. <laughs> for them. And I guess it, it's harder to make stuff go viral, but it's even harder to make something go to viral to the right hands, to the audience mm-hmm. you want to reach. That, that's another tough thing that I think uh, a lot of people still don't really grasp. It is. Yes. And, and that's, that, that's something that, you know, that, that, that we study often in the school of journalism and are trying to figure out, you know, what, what's, what's the key to unlocking, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, to, to getting something to, to, to go far. And, and some, sometimes it's just random factors, but, but, but quality production, quality sound, quality video, um, a, a good script, uh, you know, a, a plan, good, good, good uh, good stuff that that all contributes yes do you foresee a lot of new social medias popping up in the near future wow that's a great question uh, i wish i knew the answer <laughs> um <clears throat> i think probably um I, I would guess that the next thing on the horizon is a 360 degree video um, and virtual reality and augmented reality you know the uh the, the technology for producing that kind of content has been dropping in price um, you can get an Insta 360 camera now for you know uh, for maybe 300 bucks or so. Um, what the the holdup has been the technology for consuming that kind of content. Uh, you know VR headsets are are, are are pretty expensive, but 
you know, um, um, the, the, the meta headset has now come down. Apple's talking about putting one out. I think that as that consumer technology gets into the affordable range for, uh, for most people, um, I, think, I think that's going to be the next big thing. Again, Dr. Ken Blake with us this morning, journalism professor at MTSU, talking about the MTSU's Come to Voice program. And again, you're partnering with the local Boys and Girls Clubs, and uh, this week, Smyrna, mm-hmm. and that is, the, the, I guess, students yeah, are coming Smyrna to last you, week, right? uh, Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro this week, Murfreesboro yes. this week. Uh, yeah, the clubs bust them to campus, and, and then uh, we have them from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and, uh, and, 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 uh, and it's, it's working fantastic. So anybody who is listening who wants to learn more about this, maybe get involved somehow for next year, what do they need to do first? Uh, I would say uh, talk to your local boys and girls club, and um, uh, and and you know wh- whether you're wanting somebody who wants to volunteer for it, uh, the the clubs do typically send um, one of their one or two of their staffers with the kids to kind of help help uh, manage them and monitor them while they're on campus. Uh, that would be very helpful. Um, if you have a child uh, that that you would like to get involved in the program, um, you know talk to the club. It's uh, it's it's free to the kids. Sounds great. Again, Dr. Ken Blake with us, journalism professor at MTSU, talking about the Come to Voice program involving the local Boys and Girls Club. Ken, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Time right now, 8.59. Stay with us. We have news, local news, and CBS News coming your way next. After that, the roundtable, and our host this morning will be J. Paul Newman. So stay with us. Portions of our programming have been pre-recorded. The Good Neighbor Network, WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, flagship station for MTSU Sports. Courthouse clock time, 9 o'clock.